everybody to Tanks Up, the podcast about beer and video games. It's episode 218. I'm Ben, here with Lucy. Hi. And Adam. <laughs> hey. <laughs> How are you, Lucy? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Good. I'm tired. Okay. Good. Okay. Adam, how are you? Uh, surprisingly the same. I sort of... Um, uh, Started to play a video game mm. after you guys reminded me that I was supposed to play a video game, <laughs> uh, and then fell asleep. It's a little too hot in this room, and uh, I didn't I haven't been sleeping well, and just fucking passed out. That's fair. Uh, it's another warm day. Not quite as hot as it has been in recent weeks, but yeah. a little warm. Not too bad. So, um, and but this is um, my hair is more unruly as a result. <laughs> this is bedhead. It's like rubbing it in the pillow. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. 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 Uh, let's crack open some beers. Adol, why don't you start us off this week? What are you going to oh, drink man. first? Yeah, sure. The guy who's very, very much ready. Um, <laughs> it's going to be this thing. It's the Hop Stravaganza from the White Hag. It's a hazy uh, it's a collab. Uh, it's a hazy IPA with uh, Crosby Hops and Lofren Brewing Stores. Okay. It's the... Our birthday beer brewed in conjunction with Crosby Hops and Lofgren Brewing Stores. This big, juicy, hazy IPA is a celebration of our six years of making beer with friends and family here in Sligo. Uh, This celebration takes place at Hag's Extravaganza, an international brewing festival at the White Hag. I'm not sure if that festival happened, but it's 6.2%. Oh, want to win a trip for two to Hag's Extravaganza? Check for the golden ticket with this can. Or visit hagstravaganza.com to enter. Eh, I think that might not have happened. <laughs> and maybe, uh, maybe an alternative prize, perhaps. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so it's got bit. this lovely, very yeah. birthday, festive, mm. in-your-face coloring tin. Is that a six on the front as well? Does it kind of resemble a six? Yeah. 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 I didn't notice because I was looking at the art in the reflection and of course it's swapped. <laughs> yes. The weirdest thing that, that webcam companies decided will, they will always do. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's what I'm uh, cool. attempting to crack. Uh, Lucy, what have you got? Mm. I am going to drink a beer from Burning Soul. Um, and it's called World King Fist IPA. I got it this weekend, and I like it because it reminds me of um, the Tekken, the mm. King of the Iron Fist. King of Iron Fist, and nice. And there's like some weird robotic samurai guy in it. So I don't know what the inspiration is. Probably looks like some kind of Overwatch mm. character that I don't know. <laughs> All of their cans are black and white, aren't they? Yeah, with a bit of red on it. Mm. Uh, yeah, red yeah, in they, the sort of the labelling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they only recently started canning what, in the last two months. Mm. So, yeah, I like the um, uniformity of all their like 
tan colours in their can art and stuff like that. Mm. But, um, yep, Brooding Birmingham, 6%. Uh, doesn't really give me any information of what the specific hops are. Okay. Which is a shame. Yeah, so, so no, no flavour text really. Um, yeah, just Birmingham based. IPA, 6%. Nice. Um, I'm I'm sort of coming halfway towards you, Lucy, because I'm going to drink a day. Mm. Uh, I have yeah, got see. something good five, which is an IPA, six point two percent. It also says "Welcome to Daya" on the front of the can. Uh, this does have a little bit of flavour text. Um, so something good is a rotating IPA series where we explore new ingredients, techniques, and processes with the hope of hitting on something good. Enjoy. For the fifth iteration of our Something Good series, we use Strata hops to create a beautifully balanced and juicy IPA. Strata is a newer varietal, one which we first encountered on our trip out to Yakima last September. Oh, typo. September. Backed up by a little bit of Idaho 7, Something Good 5 is an IPA in our house style, utilising the new most exciting hops. So yeah, okay. It's got some planets on it, flying through the... I don't know. Galaxy. The I mean, it's, it, it's one of it's one of their <laughs> least insane sort of can art sort of styles, yeah, really, isn't it? Crocodile man on it. So. <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> uh, I'll open this. Adam, we'll come back to you. Yeah. So it is hazy, um, and it's not. It's quite like you can see my finger through again. Mm. I've got that main light there, which is probably making it harder to to see, but I can definitely see um through it so it's not it's 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 hazy is a good description it's, it's kind of semi um it looks more solid i think on camera than it is i guess is what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. the head was quite it was quite a um fizzy pour with like maybe inch and a half a head but it all uh dissipated pretty well you can see just how much of the pour was head just on what's lingered on the top yeah um Smells um, very fruity um, and a little, a little dank. It's like a, like a light, pineapple-y tropical fruit. Mm. With just a bit of, yeah, it's like the the tart part of the tropical fruit has just gone a little off. That kind of melding of um, tropical and dank. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm. Mouth feels really good. Nice coats the tongue. Um, mm. Lingering sweetness. Um, again, I want to say like kind of overripe starting on the way to fermenting pineapple-y taste with less sweetness. Just that, again, sort of like, oh, is this gotten a little off sort of okay again i think it's just a melding of the the tropical fruit and some of the other um tastes not a bad way like it doesn't taste like it's gone off Mm -hmm. you're saying like the 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 dagness and tartness um sort of working together with that light pineapple-y um there's another tropical fruit i can't quite place that are sort of working very much in tandem to to give it that that feeling that taste feeling rather than that like strong taste of oh god right it's not that yeah um, yeah uh it that hastiness and that like thicker mouthfeel i think it's a six and a half percent 
Um, make it so like, and again, that lingering, slightly sick sweetness um, is making me not really need to reach for it, despite it being very warm in, in the room. Mm. Um, and that sweetness just sort of sits there. And again, it's got a light sort of older pineapple-ness to it, so it's not just one note. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. I um, hmm, something else missing. But yeah, it's really it's refreshing. It's it's definitely not what you want to reach for on a really hot day because again, it has this thickness to it that doesn't encourage um, repeat visits. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm a little thirsty, but I'm kind of like nah. It's just. Very odd it's, that a beer is sort of kind of actively dis, uh, discouraging me from going full bore. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's quite, quite tasty. Nice, nice. Uh, Lucy, we'll come back to you. Yeah, as soon as I popped the can, got this really nice, like, tropical, like, just really fresh. I mean, this probably was only canned a few weeks ago, mm. so maybe that's why. But yeah, like, really fresh zesty like tropical fruit smell head's gone a bit now but it was it had a really nice like frothy foamy head that that lingered quite a long time mm. it looked really nice but yeah you, having to go in a bit closer but still getting those you know really like tropical uh, aromas as well it's got a lovely colour to it yeah yeah it looks a bit more ambery from where you are okay. yeah but yeah, it's, it's quite yeah, just like a deep yellow from where mm-hmm. I am. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That's proper. Nice. Yeah, that's good. What you want from an IPA? Yeah, it's got that nice fruity start, and then that just gives way to like this really nice bitter pininess at the end. Mm. There's still quite a lot of carbonation going up the glass, and it has got that like kind of like freshness to it, so that helps. Mm. But yeah, I'm gonna drink some more. <laughs> got to, mate. Mm. Yeah, it's got a slight sweetness to it as well. Like when I was smelling it, it sort of smelled like almost vanilla-like. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, maybe it's because I was thinking of their ice cream pale ale. Um, which mm. I do as well um, but it had that kind of sm- the same smell that that gives off almost It had, I could sense it in this one it's a bit of sweetness but yeah it's, it's not an overbearing sweetness because I don't really like beers that are too malty too sweet mm-hmm. this this has that you know that fruitiness and the, the slight bit of sweetness I don't know where that's coming from but it it, it just gets you know, washed away by this nice bitterness. This is probably on the more bitter side for, you know, people who don't really like bitter beers, so this is probably right at that edge, but I really like it. It's it's nice. It's, nice. it's a nice way to round it off to balance off those uh, initially uh, sweet flavours. Um, mm. Although they are, like, quite short. A lot of the tail end of the m- middle is mostly bitterness and pininess. But yeah, it's it's a really good beer. Um, nice. I I think this is a new one from them. I don't think I've ever had it on light draft. Mm-hmm. I don't remember having it when I'd been to their brewery. Um, 
when things were normal last year. So <laughs> when you were allowed out of the house. Yeah. So I think this is a new one, and this makes for a really solid. I mean, if this was like a staple from them, and just like, yeah, we're gonna can this. Mm. This is like a really solid platform for like a canning line. Mm-hmm. Really good. nice, good, mm-hmm. good. Something that may, uh, you know, become a become a core beer. The more that maybe um, their business model kind of changes, you know, mm. whether they stick in that canning space, still go back to having, you know, a lot of their uh, um, kind of cask beer or keg. I suppose it's keg beer from them. Is it more than cask um, beer? I think so. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we, most, kind mostly of, keg. I don't think. Do any cask? I don't know. Mm. I don't think they do. Yeah. But whether it's again something that just remains in cans and that's kind of how you get it rather yeah. than them trying to put it across to somewhere else so yeah i think we're going to see a lot of that from lots of different people that suddenly you'll have this new beer that they brought out and that mm. becomes one of their core canned beers where perhaps they didn't have that output before mm-hmm. uh, so it would be interesting to see if it sticks around especially with what you're saying about it uh, and yeah how good yeah it kind of tastes so it's really bloody good but mm. like even now like after having had a sip for a while you've got that bitterness still coating your tongue and it's just oh it's so good <laughs> excellent that's really it's, good it's, it's a good beer it, it sounds jealous you mm. <laughs> good I like to make you jealous from a beer that's been described as so good to one called something good uh, something good five in fact this day just has as soon, again, the same as with yours, as soon as I cracked the can, that nose just rushed out towards me, getting big kind of passion fruit flavours from that nose. And that comes across in the flavour as well. And I'll show you the, show the beer when I sip in. Wow, that's like almost like juice. It is. Mm. It is. a little more a little more yellow, perhaps. A little more, more vibrant than the camera puts across and over. If I put it more towards the window. You see it a little bit better, oh, yeah, um, okay. but this flavour is really, really interesting, and it's super, super easy. So I'm getting a nice amount of kind of passion fruit kicking through. There's a little bit of citrus in there as well. It, 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 it I don't think it tastes like it, but it, it almost reminds me of lilt. It's kind of got that slightly, slightly piney kind of aftertaste to it. So it's not a big piney bitter finish that kicks in that the, the the passion fruit kind of just fades there's a little bit of citrus kicks in and then there's just this piney note just leading everything out towards the end um i know from not last week but when we had pillbug on i drank two beers which both had strata in them which were a bit bigger than this so they were more dank they had a big kind of uh, weedy sort of nose to go along with those tropical flavours. And I don't know whether it's something like the Idaho 7 and this is just just reining that in, um, giving maybe a little bit more um, balance and just a little bit more depth on the, on the finish as well, bringing in more pine rather than a dankness to it and a very light sort of piney note. So, oh. <laughs> uh, I'll be quieter. Um, so yeah, it's 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 really good. It's really really easy. I think it's 
trying to, so trying to think of those other two Strata beers I had a couple of weeks ago. And it, it's just so much, just so much easier and just very, very well balanced. And those beers did some good things. They had some nice flavors to them. I think it was one from Pressure Drop and mm. uh, one from Track. And both good beers. This just, just reigns it in. I think it makes a better all-round IPA. <laughs> I'm just going to drink beer and shout now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what she wants you to do. Just, just drink beer. Exactly, right. <laughs> we'll move on to our first topic then. Uh, <laughs> who wants to kick off this week? <laughs> Might be good. I'll tell you what, what we'll do is we'll kick off with um, a game that both of you have mm-hmm. <laughs> played. Adam may have just started a snippet of it. But Lucy, yeah, I know I, you. I may, I may have. That may have been the game I, the aforementioned nap, interrupted. <laughs> um, which is called the Almost Gone, I think. Yeah, yeah. And it is very dreamlike, so maybe that's why you fell asleep a bit. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's. We'll go with that. It came out on, I believe, probably probably all platforms apart from maybe con- main console um, uh, last week, twenty fifth of June. Yeah. Uh, it is a puzzle game, an isometric puzzle game, where you are sort of looking into these like little dioramas, and they're all like, you know, um, rooms of a house or like s- separate parts of a street, or later on, different parts of a hotel or a hospital. And wow. <laughs> uh, and. You'll get there. You'll get there yeah. um, pretty soon because the game's probably only about three hours. Um, mm. I think it's separated over... Sorry, I, I played this game like two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, memories are hazy. Um, but it's, Which it, also fits with sort of the vibe of the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's set over like five different chapters, if I'm not incorrect. But yeah, the chapters are short. Um, probably maybe 20 minutes to half an hour each uh but you're basically i'm i played it on ios so i played it on touchscreen um so ah are you playing it on switch on switch mm. uh, actually has that got touch what, controls before? yeah but it's mostly um that's a really interesting so mm. like you basically are in our room to start and you just you know it's like a standard old school adventure game like you're mm, yeah clicking on things opening them up like oh click on the drawers open them up then you'll get a little text dialogue of like ah yes there should be books here or my dad always had so much paperwork lying around and stuff like that um or and then the important things sort of so it's basically like if you think of the screen the very center of the screen is the room and there's a lot of empty space around in mm-hmm. this sort of beigey color yeah and then like the important m- muted thing, like pale colors and like clear lines and stuff like that yeah and then you'd like when you click on a thing that sort of has more detail you um uh it sort of makes a little circle in the white space outside sort of pointing out that this is an important thing and gives you the dialogue boxes about it there and so you can you could have three or four different important things in a room that sort of will fill that space Mm. up and so if you come back to it, you, it tells you, "Hey, these are the things that are important." Rather than having to re-look uh, up things, um, 
Yeah, uh, and uh, so for me, it's you've got a little cursor and use the right stick, and it like scrolls up, and then you click A, and it goes. Oh, okay, right. Um, and it's one of the things that's probably the most annoying gameplay wise is like it's not super accurate and it's quite mm-hmm. slow. Like it doesn't really, ha- you know, in some games like you could make use of the analog and accelerate it or it'll accelerate over time. This is just like plotting. And like, I think because you're not stabbing the screen with your finger, like uh, in one of the rooms there was a pile of books and then another pile of books. Um, and I clicked on the one on the left and it brought up an, a screen saying, oh, this thing is an empty book. But it op- the picture opened uh, the second the book I didn't click on. So then I went to click on that one. and got the same dialog box, and clearly, it was the 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 other books weren't interactable. But like the hitbox was surrounding both piles, which just made me feel like I had no accuracy. Mm-hmm. Like I would rather it had not told me anything about the first pile of books. But if I clicked on the second one, it would give me the th- open it up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then like. Um, you hit X to open up your inventory, and you can examine a thing uh, or use a thing. So Y to examine it, or A to use, and then you're holding it, much like an old-school adventure game. And then you can mm. slowly, ploddingly move the thing and click, mm. and then yeah, add yeah. it. Yeah, these problems are non-existent on like a touch-based uh, in you know interface. But yeah, as you say, like the puzzles are drag and drop, very straightforward, point and click, there's no red herrings in items that you pick up, everything has a purpose, you're basically moving Mm. through these um, different environments, uh, really trying to find a way out as such, I mean, I say as such because everything's like quite abstract, and this is probably like the biggest downfall of the game for me, personally, Um, I think it's trying to get over a story of like... I mean, it's got heavier themes than I would have expected. Like, the look of it, looking at something in that you'd probably think, oh, immediately, oh, this is like Monument Valley, seen from an isometric, Mm. godlike perspective. You know, you're swiping, um, you know, and revolving these rooms and these, uh, like, little dioramas around. So it's very much that in its gameplay, but it's got this kind of, like, ethereal, like, unnerving... Like, uh, like aura hanging over it, and th- there, there is like narration in the form of like text um, from, I believe the you know the you're character. this girl, yeah, this character. You never see them, but um, you're ostensibly playing as them. You, I mean, you, you, if you click on mirrors and stuff, it does say, uh, uh, it does, yeah, say, oh, I smile at myself, or I feel yeah. weird when I look in a mirror and stuff. Like that. And she's talking about her family, but like the the comments are, are like very. There's no true line. There's no there's no exact narrative to it. There's no. It's not like she's recounting a story. She's just mm. saying these offhand comments um, about like her family, herself, and stuff like that. Touches on stuff like depression and alcoholism and stuff like that. So, okay. I mean, you know, if you're not in that frame of mind, maybe you know steer away from mm. this game. It doesn't. It's not like, you know, you're seeing people, people's inside slash, like in like The Last of Us or something, <laughs> but, but it, you know, it, it has heavy subject matter, but 
I don't know. I didn't really get a grasp on what the story was. Maybe okay. it's just like um, yeah, I'm, not, I mean, I'm not trying to spoil anything, but it's like, is it is it like, oh, the cycle of like abuse and stuff like that just continues or something like that? That's it, what I my takeaway from the overall thing. But I wasn't so, really expecting that from a game like this. Yeah, does it give it? you any like trigger warnings at the start? Because I know a lot of games these days that have <laughs> heavier themes and do touch on stuff like this, they will provide something like that but it does this give you anything like that or is it was it kind of just just thrust at you or is it kind of just so off and, say... and it doesn't really focus on things it's kind of a bit more tangential yeah, it... in how it it describes those sort of elements no, i would say it, it, you can't avoid it right yeah, okay. yeah. It, it's not it's not warned it's not like dynamic because none of the game is really that dynamic mm. it's like a adventure puzzle game yeah. but um you know it did first evidence of like the mental health of the mother character being not great uh was kind of shocking because mm. um, you know it, it was like you found and it was shocking to the character but also you and it made it worse almost because it's like oh you're snooping around the house and then suddenly you find her some psych Board piece of paper talking about her antidepressants, and then use the text boxes. I didn't know if she was that bad, but it explains why she was sad or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. never remember the exact lines, but then it was like, oh, well, that's super heavy. Like, you ignore, <laughs> like, in the same moment that you say, you learned that the things weren't great, you learned that the character knew things weren't great, but didn't know all the things that were going on in their house, and it gives this weird push pull, and then like a couple. And then literally two rooms later, because again you're moving room by room, mm-hmm. and again that you use with the right, the the other stick, right. and you have to like aim it in the right direction of oh yeah yeah the yeah. arrow because and, and that, that that caused me a bit of problems like on a touch screen, and sometimes I'd get lost like it is like these rooms and stuff like it is quite maze like and. It would have Which helped if there was like a little mini map, you know. Yeah, like but I think that, I mean, yeah, the whole point is that you're not actually in that house, right? You're it's a dream or something. Yeah, recounting yeah. memories right, right? or something. And like, I think yeah. that's why mm-hmm. it's supposed to be kind of harder to navigate. But I, I I agree with you, Lucy. I don't think it achieves that goal to the level where it's useful to be that obtuse. <laughs> yeah, because right? like it's, it's kind of like I get the vibe <laughs> you're going for, but it would you know what it would be even better than that vibe? Just a more coherent gameplay yeah. loop where I can consistently get around the house and stuff and again on the switch if I didn't because you use the left and right bumpers to pivot the yourself around okay, yeah. perspective yeah. but that means that if you're at a kind of an odd angle on the room and then want to head out you, you can't just like hit right because now it's this weird diagonal that it really wants you to like mm. get right on the analog stick to walk down the hall yeah um, and I can see on a touchscreen you would just hit the arrow that's indicating uh, what the it, escape is, or when you when you were revolving the rooms, it took me a while to get used to it. But you had to like kind of touch a certain area on the screen, and then like hold down and drag, and that wasn't immediately oh. like uh, once you knew how to do it, it was fine. But that oh, wasn't so immediately like, obvious. Like like multi gesture. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's as you're saying, Adil, like. The tone of it is very contrasted with like the look of the game, um, so maybe that was what was drawing for me at first. But when you're trying to tell a story that has this much um, emotional weight to it, like, I, I, and it's just simply like a puzzle game, and you are just, you know, 
finding X object to put in Y machine or something like that, it, it kind of reduces like the emotion of it. Mm. I mean, there are games like I don't know, like Florence, for example, like that gets yeah. across its emotion in, in in its in its puzzles, in its in the way it uses its interface and stuff like that. I don't think the almost gone achieves that and. Whilst I did enjoy myself, it was like, oh, I enjoyed putting the puzzles together. That kind of weight of like this story, which I wasn't sure what was going on, and the themes of it um, was probably a bit of a drawback for me. Yeah. Okay. That's mm. fair. Yeah. Do you think it's something you'll continue on with, Adol, and try and get a little bit further through? And- yeah, I mean, so to be honest, um, so I was probably like 25 minutes in. Uh, which apparently is like a quarter of the game. <laughs> yeah, um, pretty much. But it, it, it's yeah, like there's some gameplay frustrations, and I, I'm not surprised that maybe the story doesn't go well. Um, but it's a short thing. I started it. I'm kind of curious. Um, I am actually because I haven't escaped the house yet. Curious what the rest of the world might look like. Uh, but mostly it's probably just like some cast fallacy. I started yeah. it. It's short. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the, envir- like, yeah, the environments are different enough. They're not all just houses. And uh, the puzzles do, even though it is just like, you know, standard point and click affair, the, the puzzles, you know, they, they do get more, you know, they're not more elaborate, but there's, there's different scenarios and there's different environments and there's different objects you put. You're not always in a house. So that's good. Right. And, um, the game's really good looking. Like I, I enjoyed like snapshotting some of those little dioramas, and they'd, mm. they'd make mm. like great like that. You know, it, um, it's very Scandinavian. Like it's a Norwegian publisher, and you're like, yeah, this is very like yeah. strong lines, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, also, your dad's an architect, which I thought was funny that Ben was the one person who didn't play the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking that as I was playing it. Oh, oh, it's, it's the same as um, we got a code for a fold apart, which I gave to uh, Andy, who put a review mm-hmm. up on the site. And a fold apart follows the relationship between an architect and a teacher. And as soon as I read, I'm like, "This is just my life." No parallels there. I mean, that's probably better that you don't don't play the games that are that close. Probably, mm. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, good. Let's move on from the almost gone. Uh, a quick thank you to Charlene and um, Player Two PR for codes for the game. And I can't remember. I did read it. Who's the publisher? Who's the developer? Uh, uh, it's not, uh, is it Happy uh, Volcano? Yes, yes, it is Happy yeah. Volcano. Yes. Yeah. I love that name. <laughs> it's very. That's yeah, a good yeah. one. It's a good, another good dev name. Yeah. Nice. These good. devs and these uh, breweries. Just have good good names. <laughs> indie. It turns out most of it is just indie. <laughs> true. That's true. Yeah. Um, where should we go now? What would everyone um, like to, to talk about? Where to go from here? I'd like to talk about a puzzle game. Okay. Which is another um, puzzle game. Another puzzle game, which, like a deal, I'm having issues playing on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Edna and Harvey, which is a game oh. from ten years ago. From yeah. Uh, Daedalic uh, Entertainment who, if you don't know um, they publish many 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 point and click mm. uh, adventure games in a, in a space where there's not many of those games um, <laughs> Daedalic have probably published 95% of them um, LucasArts and this did the is... other 5% <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, but 
This game is all the way from back in 2010, but this is the breakout. No, that was 10 years ago? Yeah. This, this is the breakout anniversary edition, which came to Switch um, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's the same game, but it's got like new and updated art, and the art's like hand-painted, hand hand-drawn, and mm. it's it's really good looking. Um, so they've definitely modernised it in that way, and it's one of those games like the Lucas arts to like when double fine have like published them recently mm. that you can switch in between the old and new art which is oh, really cool nice. yeah yeah oh that is cool yeah and it's like when you switch it's like yeah this really made a difference but um is it's, this sorry mm. this is breakout not not harvey's new eyes or is it both? no no it's it, it's it's harvey's new um no sorry it's breakout not harvey's i think harvey's um new eyes i think that got a remake last year maybe Oh really? Or a remaster or their, re-release? Yeah, or I'm on their like. Wikipedia, and mm -hmm. Breakout was it 08, and New Eyes was 11. Yeah, check that. But yeah, this is the uh, Breakout, um, the uh, the original. The breakout. So the Breakout, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm playing it on Switch, and uh, tell you what, Joy-Con drift does not help in this situation. But, <laughs> so it's made oh, even no. worse. But this is one of those games where it's like, why didn't you just implement touchscreen controls for a point-and-click adventure that's meant to be played with a mouse? It would have been so much better. But instead, you get this like kind of radial wheel that pops up every time you click on a oh, you know no. prompt or something. It's okay because. Yeah, it would be far better if I didn't have Joy-Con Drift, but it's okay. I, I've played games like that. I've played many point-and-click adventure games on console, and they've had this interface. But it's still clunky, especially, and, and you miss it even more and lament that it's not on a device that has touchscreen controls. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, come on. Um, but aside from that, it's, it's pretty much the same game. It's, you know, point-and-click affair, you know, sometimes very obtuse. This was all the way back in 2010 where they were they didn't really, they wanted to recapture that obscurity yes. of like some of the puzzles and stuff like that, but yeah, you're playing as this um, woman in this very exaggerated mental asylum who's trying to break out with a like toy bunny who she thinks talks, but doesn't because you know, she has uh, some kind of mental health issues. And I say it's very exaggerated. Mm -hmm. She's she. The game starts with her in a padded cell, so don't look for any kind of subtlety or nuance to uh, <laughs> mental health in this game. But yeah, it's it's that kind of like Sam and Max cartoony point-and-click mm -hmm. game. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good way of putting it. Yeah. I, I recall the games when they first came out, although I don't know which um, which one I briefly played i think mm. it might have been harvey's new eyes but yeah it was a long time ago but yeah uh, if you've never played it before it, I, I have to see if this event i i imagine it came to pc it would have had to but I oh yeah it on I, I definitely had it on pc i mean the the, the re-release yeah, probably oh, still do yeah, yeah. but you know what the, the original it, it's it's still the same game it's just mm. like the art is a bit more updated um but yeah that switch is probably not the best uh platform to play on. So does it not feel like there's any uh, any more quality of life improvements to it? I mean, did, is um, this something you played when it originally released, or, or within that you know couple of years yeah, of the time frame? Yeah, yeah. It, not originally when it released, but some some years after. I'm not mm. sure if I ever finished it. You know, 
Um, so, so I definitely wanted to re return to it to finish it, but um, I can't remember. I don't think there's any more quality of mm -hmm. life other than the um, visuals, but okay. I could be wrong. Um, sorry, what edition was this? Sorry. Um, is it not called the Breakout Anniversary? The Breakout. Oh, yeah, Anniversary Edition. So that came mm -hmm. out on PC in December. Okay, yeah, so it's just recently come to Switch. And, so yeah, and, maybe play it on PC. And it's half off the, in, their sh in the um, shrewd, hey, we're selling it on this platform, yeah. but you mm. can sell it, buy it cheaper on the old platform. Yeah, get it on PC if, you, if you're remotely interested. Yeah, it's only yeah. eight quid. Yeah, and Daedalic published very good um, yeah, point-and-clicks. I don't know what Daedalic's last, last game was. I think they're very much moving into like the 3D adventure space that oh. probably nobody wanted <laughs> oh, no. recently. But um, the way people did either. back in the you know early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. They're just. It turns out that they're just like ten years behind. <laughs> it just ten years ago, their ten years behind was interesting, and yeah. now it might I'd not say be. twenty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Good. Um, that's a nice little puzzle section for the podcast. Um, how are you guys doing for beers? More. We've got a little bit left, but More. I could make it disappear. Ooh. Ooh. All right, Lucy, go on then. <laughs> what, what, have you, what are you kicking off with then? Oh, Lucy? no. Yeah, go I on then. I thought you were going to transition or something. No. You said more. No. New, new beer. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have another burning soul beer. You do it to yourself. Yeah. Uh, this is the... quote of the day. Yeah. This is the Zephyr Saison, which is 5.5%. As we said, same black and white can with the red label. This is just... This isn't the... Is the name Kenji from Overwatch? I don't know. Character on it. This is just very much a... An ocean vista with a sailboat. Which is funny, because... All we have in Birmingham is canals, but there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, no mech warriors or you know samurai. <laughs> yeah. so other than no, no, uh, no kaiju or anything there. Um, yeah, again, no, no flavor text. Four hundred fifty mil cam. Uh, oh. Sorry, I was just having a look at the best before. Mm. The IPA had. Uh, 11th of the September 2020, whereas this one has 11th of June 2021. Oh. I don't know if it's because of the style. The yeah, style. maybe. Maybe just the, the, the way that sort of the fermentation, at least with the, mm. sort of the saison or something happens, just allows it to live yeah. that little bit longer. I, I did just check mm. when you said best before. I, I thought I'd have a quick look at the day. Um, mm -hmm. See, it was canned uh, about five weeks ago on the twenty-first of May, and they give six months. So the best before is the twenty-first of November. So unlike a couple of weeks ago, where I drank beers which were like four days before their best before, <laughs> yeah. I've gone. I've gone back. Gone back to. Uh, uh, I thought that was going to be a trend. <laughs> <laughs> Every beer has just been Ben drinks and taking the risks. Beers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Adol, what are you drinking next? Uh, I'm drinking um, after I rinse the glass because it's quite different. Uh, from Buxton, it's the Extra Porter Costa Rican coffee. 
uh, roasted by at has been, uh, and it's from Finca Lico. Um, yeah, 7.4%. An extra porter Costa Rican coffee. Um, a rich, smooth porter brewed with cacao nibs, vanilla beans, and Costa Rican Villa Sarchi coffee. Roasted has been with help from Buxton. So, even though it's kind of hot, I, um, I had this lying around and thought, well, you know what, let's, uh, to be honest though, I picked these two beers, like, earlier in the week, mm. uh, when it was real variable weather, I'm like, well, if it's one of those shitty, downtrodden days, boy, will that extra porter work, and if it's one of those hot, sweltering days, boy, will that, uh, IPA work. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. I, I like how much planning goes into it. I just like what's in the fridge. Yeah. What did I put in well, see, several fridges, days ago? Uh, uh, see, I have the bad habit of coming upstairs and just keeping my beer here, just so it's not in the communal way. But then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I need to take something to the fridge. I don't want to put all the beers in the fridge because that's just wait, like just take using it more space than. You're not a fridge so It's always like, yeah. So it's like, okay, uh, these which two, and that's probably enough. Like. <laughs> Am I going to be happy with this when I have to do this three-floor trip back again uh, or later? Yeah, okay, it's these two. Yeah, um, necessity, the mother, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What does the what does that can look like? Because I think I've had. Oh, sorry. Uh, I think I've. Ha- oh no, I haven't had that one. I've had a very similar I- one, and it, it's definitely been a, a coffee porter from Buxton mm, um, yeah, a while ago. That's familiar. Um, yeah, yeah, that's familiar. Yeah, can art looks slightly different. From what I at least can remember. Whilst that all rinses, you didn't say tin art because then you <laughs> can remember it doesn't work. Yeah. You rinchy <laughs> glass. Uh, yeah. I'm going to uh, crack into just so he may see. I'm going to crack in another all one together. of the all together beers. This time, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> this time from Verdant. Um, it is a. 6.5% IPA. Um, it's an altogether beer, obviously hosted by other half, so it's going to be a similar um, recipe to lots of the other uh, altogether beers that we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't give me much information. I know when we looked at um, some of the other beers, it gave more info sort of on their website about... Um, kind of what they'd done and quantities of hops and whether they'd chosen the IPA versus the New England IPA recipes and things like that. So I don't have much information on this, Verdant. I haven't looked. I've done no preparation. Just thought I'd drink it. Well, that's, uh, you know, your live reactions. You can do a reactions video and put it on YouTube and go... That's it. In the thumbnail. <laughs> or... Or whatever the YouTubers do. I've only ever seen the look of the absolute surprise. Yeah, yeah. even when it's like Call of Duty this year announced, and they're like, oh my god. It's like, <laughs> why are you surprised? <laughs> or Call of Duty Season 28 or Fortnite. Mm, mm. Banana skin or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Fortnite banana skin is probably like, my I'd favorite be, of the Fortnite. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be more, I'd be more shocked if they come out with 
in one of these now digital events that we're getting if mm. suddenly like the big reveal as was with uh, Microsoft last year get Keanu on stage but this time <laughs> he's in a banana suit or dressed up as he's going to be in Final Fantasy so he's dressed up as a cactar or something <laughs> ridiculous like that uh, he's already been in Fortnite isn't he as, a, as John or John Wick at least <laughs> oh, and, his, yeah. and his appearance has been in Fortnite um, I can't keep track man. put so, Johnny yeah. Mnemonic in it and then I'll be like <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Anyway, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> we're always looking forward to the Bill and Ted, you know, game. I saw a which trailer comes out for after that. The movie. Ooh, that trailer did not look. No, that great. looked bad. I was like, Keanu, you can't go back to this role because Keanu's like cool. Keanu, no. I mean, he sounds so. Uh, he doesn't sound like the character <laughs> should sound as an older character. He's really phoning he's it so, in. He's so gruff. He's so yeah. gruff. Hey, because they travel in a phone booth. <laughs> <laughs> You're on top of things, Lucy. Yes. yes. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, that didn't look good. That didn't look good at all. Yeah, How was, was the build? I was really hopeful because it's been so long. <laughs> How did the Dumb like, and Dumber well, remake I, do? I don't. Oh, I don't remember. Didn't watch it. I'd never heard it. No, no, did I? I never heard of it. I mean, I didn't even. I don't even know which one you're talking about. There was Dumb a, and Dumber. They, they made a new one, like within the last when, five like, years, I think. They, they, what? They made one which wasn't, which was like young them as well, didn't they? Oh, but they? that was dumber, with... dumber and Dumberer. Um, but that was a long time ago. The, Fast, I'm sure know. there was one in like within the last five years when they're like so, old men, like fifty plus, and doing. So according to <laughs> it never happened, I don't know. Wikipedia, you're so in 2003. Yeah. Uh, the prequel Dumb and Dumberer when Harry met Lloyd came out, and it didn't have the dudes in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but in. The sequel, uh, Dumb and Dumber 2, but not T-O-O, just T-O, because get it? Homonyms are funny when you fuck them up. Um, <laughs> War, War was directed by the Farrelly brothers, um, but that was in 2013. Yeah, like, okay. within the last five years, because we're only in the year... Twi- no, 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 it's the year 2016. That was like right around the time that the Edna and Harvey came out, the second one. Yeah. Which was 2011. Uh, That that does not feel like seven years ago, yeah. Nothing feels like seven years ago except the before times. Except yesterday. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) COVID madness is where it still feels like 2010 was like a year ago, but also it feels like. the beginning of 2020 was seven years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the better art that came out in 2013? The Last of Us or Tom and Tom? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, they came out in the same year. God, 2013, Fucking what hell. were you thinking? Anyway, uh, this, this Saison smells nice, yeah. Good. Oh god, I'm jealous of a Saison. <laughs> Tis the Saison Yeah, that's quite Saison, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's got that nice peppery, like, kind of fruity, fruity, malty, malty, fruity, zingy smell to it. Mm. 
It smells a bit like, ooh, when I inhale a lot, it's like, <coughs> I want to just want to cough. I don't know what's in it. Um, it, it, it feels like, like I had a Saison a few weeks ago, didn't I? And it definitely had that like kind of estery smell on it. Not getting it quite um, from this, that kind of like Belgian yeast okay. um, aroma, but that's just in the smell. Mm. Yeah, it smells much more poppy. When you say poppy, do you mean um, not like not the opium? Yeah. Um, the, the, <laughs> like uh, a I meant more like yeah, soda, like, like sweet. Yeah, yeah. And, sorry, yeah, yeah. sodi poppy, sodi poppy. Um, yeah, pouring it, it's the head dissipated real quick. Mm. Um, so got a bit of carbonation, but yeah, it's it's almost like fully clear. There's just a little bit of haze in it. Um, tasting it. Hmm. It's mm. tastes slightly flat, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, this is meant to be like a sour farm farmhouse saison. Hmm. Not quite getting like you know those um. Hmm. I think I think this would taste a lot nicer if it just had. I mean, there's still carbonation in it, but if it had a bit more zing, if it had more. You know, if it had more carbonation in the taste, yeah. You know, like if it had that kind of edge to it, because letting it settle a bit, there is a nice flavour to it. It's it's sort of I wouldn't put it on the calibre of like yonder, but it does have like those like subtle, like kind of nettly kind of elderflowery elderflowery mm. like notes to it, but they mm. are really subtle, and it's quite thin as well. Um, so I'm thinking just like just more carbonation this would probably like be so much more fulfilling mm, you want that just that little bit of crispness to it as well mm. so, so yeah. definitely not something you would seek out on cask then no, no not at all <laughs> um, because yeah this feels like I've had it open I've had it sitting out in like maybe the sun for a bit longer mm. and it's lost that like fizz it's lost that car- you know carbonation that's what it feels like out of the can Okay. So that's a bit disappointing, but there's something there. I've had this before, and I think I've preferred it on previous uh, occasions. So mm. it might just be this can, this batch. You know, maybe the the yeast didn't do as much and like yeah. give it all that carbonation, all that fizz. But the the, the underlying flavour, it's there. Um, got a nice bit of bitterness to it, but yeah, it's it's got those nice like floral and, and herbal notes to it but it just doesn't have the body or the uh, the, the punch of that carbonation that, that I'd prefer yep. but right. it, it tastes good enough that nice subtle flavour <laughs> good enough sounds very reductive but it sounds you know but it, it tastes it's tasty enough for me to like okay the, you know the substance isn't quite there, but the flavour is, so... I'll probably smash this back as well. Yeah, more than likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, third Adel. beer, just in case. Good, good. Adol, how is the porter? I really like it. Um, so, I am... Of my beverage snobberies, I have a penchant for really good coffees, but have no problem with not-so-good coffees. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, by that I mean, like, I 
So, like writing my dissertation, there was a lot of instant coffee there. That worked great. It was affordable. But having a really mm-hmm. good brew, um, like n- like when you have a coffee which says like tasting notes like chocolatey or fruity mm. or and gives like more details on those, and you can like actually taste it, like. <laughs> right, the, the the magic wake up juice can be really good as well yeah. as magic rather wake up. Rather than just the, um, the, the tasty note it, of keeps you awake. Yeah. I'm like that with this, pizza. All pizza's good pizza. I don't care what right, anyone says. Some pizzas are great. Oh, like, yeah. A pizza's still a pizza. Yeah, not all exactly. pizzas are equal, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm less like that with every beer. Every pizza's good pizza. Yeah. I, I, but there are better pizzas. Yeah. But it's pizza. <laughs> The lower <laughs> bound is above average, or above yeah. meh. If it's, mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's like Papa John's, which is the worst pizza, it's still pizza. Yeah. I, oh, poor Papa John. They're, they're um, <laughs> with, right, like, pre-full lockdown, I definitely had a couple days where I had, because there are Papa John's within, like, a 12-minute walk, and they were mm-hmm. like... Here's some discounts. I was like, cool. I'll walk for 15 minutes total to get like a large pizza for 10 quid or whatever yeah. or less. It was just like, yeah. And That's it was like, their, 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 their hot veggie um, was both temperature hot and reasonably more than one spicy pepper. Um, so, yeah, I get you. Like, like yeah. exactly. Like, it, sure. Crust, cardboard. Much of a difference is there, um, but that's the that is also the beauty of cheap pizza. Is you're just like, yep, it turns out I just need a vector for that easy goodness that I can kind of chew. Um, anyway, so uh, this so the the nose is kind of light, kind of sweet to the point where I was like, is there lactose in here? But no, it's just the oats. They've mm. used sufficient amount of oats to, to give it a sweetness. Um, it's quite light. Um, almost, like, because it's just that one note of, like, slightly sweet porter smell, but everything else is very reduced, it kind of gives it a clinical edge to the nose. Not that it has, like, a soapy or, like, antiseptic thing, but because it's just, like, this crisp note and that's it. Everything around yeah. it's gone. You're just like, whoa. It's like that 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 sc- Scandi cleanliness vibe that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, really refreshing. Okay. So it's seven point four percent, dark as hell. Um, good lacing. Uh, that coffee just like it doesn't start mm. super strong, so you get that nice intro to porter, um, and then it's just like oh right. It's a. This is a solid sort of, um, slightly fruitier coffee. I want to say whatever they okay. uh, roasted has been. Yeah. But again, it's like still got. It's a coffee porter, so it's got those um, more round roasted notes. But again, they're not. It's not too roasted. It's it's like it's like a one of those nice coffees you get that isn't sort of burnt tasting or not super. In your face, it's got, it's well rounded. It's uh, and that the sweetness of, of the amount of oats they were using brings it really well together, and it li- lingers with honestly, except for the fact that it's got that alcohol, and the, so the sweetness just kind of sticks to um, the palate longer than it would with a coffee. The the, the mm. vast majority of the finishes, I've just I, I had a sip of a good coffee earlier, 
which I find is rarely the case. It's usually this is beer with yeah. coffee notes, yeah. and this is like oh I like I. I'm kind of like, if I'm not paying attention, I'm like, oh, that lingered taste. I, I had a good coffee. No, wait. I had a good coffee beer. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never quite, it's very rare for it to, ha- to have a coffee beer that sort of gives off the aftertaste yeah. of quality mm. coffee. Mm. The, the, siren, really um, the siren uh, coffee like line. Yep. yep. Those, I mean, I'm not a seasoned coffee drinker or coffee drinker at all, but with those, then yeah, definitely. Yeah. You can t- you can tell, yeah. Where it's yeah, like, oh, we just threw some coffee beans and hopes f- for the best, yeah. versus, oh, we drink coffee as well and we we want to um, showcase that. Yeah, we know. Yeah, wink, wink. Yeah, I mean mm. they call it an extra porter, I think, because it's seven percent. Um, but it's just, to be honest, I'm super. I'm actually curious what has been brews, mm-hmm. and I mean I I. I it, it doesn't. It's not so coffee like that. I can be like, okay, so what I know about like Costa Rican coffee is just clearly it's Costa Rican or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. But, like, it's clearly a small lot, like all from the same place. So there's consistent um, flavors coming out of it, which is one of the main reasons, like for for coffee tastes, why you don't get that on whatever you buy in the supermarket. Isn't necessarily just the beans are so shitty or weren't grown well. It's the fact that they. <laughs> buy it from a bunch of people and so the different tasting notes all get muddled right it's like what if <laughs> sorry i'm gonna do an aside um so in university there was a, a a club called cowboys because i come from redneck canada um which had on thursdays cheap beer night where it was it used to be 25 cents a small glass and then it became a dollar i think but the rumor was that it was the overflow mm. re-swilled, which obviously doesn't make sense when you know how kegs work. Mm-hmm. But it's clearly like whatever beer we have, We're whatever way mix we can it together. source it, whatever <laughs> mixing. Yeah, it was always garbage tasting to the extent where you're like, I know all the cheap beers and I've had them on tap and nothing tastes as terrible as beer. <laughs> Um, but the idea of, it, of them swilling it together, somehow recarbonating it, and sending it back to people uh, because it's cheaper that way, obviously, like, again, university, you don't get how the world works. You're like, yeah, that makes sense, because this is terrible. The, the, um, the, when I was at university, the mixers we used to put in, like, the spirits cost more than the actual spirits. Yes. You know? Yes. Of course, because so. all you cared about was the that, that luxurious ABV. And then you realized, wait... I don't have to shiver me timbers every time I take a sip if I spend a pound more. Oh, wait, it's a pound more? I'm saving a pound and hating everything I put in my mouth? God, this is the dumbest thing ever. Um, but, like, the idea... So one of the reasons why you get this muddy to taste... Or coffee to taste more like mud or, like, just sort of mm. just generic is because they do the same thing with sourcing from coffee all over the world. So it's not even, like, the same locale, mm-hmm. same water, etc. And then it's like, grind it up, put it in the bag, whatever. Or, you know, or we make coffee and then aerosolize it and then flash freeze it, which is one of mm. the ways of making instant coffee, which is mind-blowing when you think of how much tech goes into instant coffee. Mm. We make coffee and then we mist it to flash freeze it into crystals. Wait, what? <laughs> 
That seems like way too fucking space age for this shitty product. <laughs> but can we do it on a scale? And economies of scale. Yes. That's all they care about. Exactly. That's true. Um, anyway, so 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 um, you can tell this is a, a well-roasted, well-sourced coffee, and nice. it really brings out uh, the 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 notes of the porter, which again I think are leaning really well on the um, the oats being used, yeah, rather than something else. It's just sort of well-rounded. It's clearly well-planned, mm. and it came off very well. Good. Yeah. Good. Nice. Okay, um, I'm, I've been drinking a little bit of this uh, Verdant Altogether beer and trying to remember the previous Altogether beers and um, sort of their flavour profiles, hmm. hoping that maybe sipping this would, would, would bring those back. And I well, think I from... remember that one was either 5.5 or 5.6 and nobody knew and... <laughs> Oh yeah, yes. it, it was five five the, in the, the end. The pipe, no, it was six. It was six five. Oh. So the, the right, higher right. ABV was correct. Yes, the pipeline. <laughs> that was the pipeline one, wasn't it? And yeah, they did get in touch to say that the higher ABV was the correct one. Um, and this, we, we are hard hitting journalists. <laughs> here, <I> think, <laughs> um, and this verdant um, does remind me a little bit more of the pipeline. Uh, altogether beer than than the other ones I've had and I've only had the Mondo and the uh, Dig all have tasted quite different Uh, the Mm -hmm. Verdant is very very close to the pipeline so getting a lot of tropical fruits a little bit of mango maybe a little bit of grapefruit in there as well and it it leads to this kind of very hmm, sort of very earthy finish to it like a really earthy finish to it mm. more so mm. more so than the pipeline had so it's just got a bigger finish to it a little bit more earthy but it does feel like a bigger beer and i remember when we were talking about the pipeline and again when they got in touch with us um had a conversation about water quality and how because of that sort of that cornish water you can make beers feel bigger than they are they have a, a fuller body than maybe the ABV or the, the style would allow them to. And that definitely comes through in this Verdant as well. It feels like a nice, thick, chewy beer. Um, feels like it should be 8, 8.5% rather than 6.5%. Uh, it has that, that, that nice sort of uh, tropical fruit notes to it, but then this kind of... Mm, that's a nice kind of earthy, bit of, bit of piney sort of finish to it. Not mm. bitter at all, um, just very easy, but leads out with that nice chewy, earthy sort of finish. So, yeah. I like beers that have that, like, especially IPAs that have that like earthy taste to them. After it's like, you you hardly ever get it these days, mm. and I don't know, I like it. It's like yeah. getting a like a, it's like tuning into like a really nice steak, kind of like yeah. earthy cow pat kind. Of. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'd, I think I'd, I'd, I'd compare it a bit more to venison, a little bit gamey, mm, perhaps. Yeah. Um, oh, I like the, I like mm. that mapping. Yes. I like the way your brain works there. Uh, not that I've had either of those for a very long, well, a year, eighteen months, venison, two years now, I suppose. Venison burgers the other day. Ooh. I mean, a bit of red Ooh. onion. Oh. Yes. Oh man, so I forgot how good 
quality red onion was, and we got it from um, mm. the veg box oh, yeah. from some fancy farm versus when he, we usually get it from, you know, like the Saints, the Tesco's or whatever, yep. or the Aldi. It's like, right. God, it's so amazing how mass-produced veg has no taste. <laughs> yes. It's like the difference between a red onion and a yellow onion or a white onion is like non-existent in the supermarket. It's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. There's a bit of a tang to the one. Yep. And then when you have a real red onion, you're like, fuck, mm. this has a hit. This is great. This is why it's the onion you put in summer salads. Mm. This is why I like Aldi. This is essentially the the whole reason that we switched to going to Audi. It's a lot cheaper. Very good red onions. Yeah. Really? Good. Yep. Mm. Yep. Oh, they just went, my housemates just went to Aldi. I didn't say anything about it. Buy all. Buy, I feel you, like... They should have bought pack just all of them. Buy all of the red onions and bring them home. <laughs> um. Yes. So uh, getting back to this bit. Yeah. Um. It does have it does have a little bit of a floral uh, hit to it as well. So having had a, a slightly bigger glug of it you do get those initial sort of uh, um, slightly more bitter uh, uh, tropical fruits to it so the grapefruit a little bit of melon it then ha- comes in with this sort of this floral sort of this very fragranced floral sort of note to it and it's very hard to kind of pick out what is doing that it's almost um, mm. you know when when you walk past someone and you get a little bit of their kind of strong perfume or cologne because it's kind of wafting in the air surrounding them. And you yeah. kind of think to yourself, like, oh, that's it's, it, like, dries your mouth out. And it's kind of a bit sort of like, oh. Yeah, this- especially when you're at the gym and someone <laughs> just rocks up with, like, the- <laughs> they've literally just bathed themselves in yes. perfume in the changing room. And you have to get off because you cannot breathe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. it's it's not as it's not as strong as that, but it it, okay. it makes that and and it, it, I think it makes the the flow of this beer work quite well. Going from those slightly bitter uh, uh, tropical fruits into that floral nature, but taking you then into that earthy tone. So it's not a harsh switch into okay. that earthy chewy finish. It flows through quite nicely. That's still uh, a lot of flavours, yeah. So that's, it's a lot of flavours, like, it is a lot it, of flavours. It, it flows, yeah. Mm. And this all happens in about... <clears throat> 10 seconds? And then you've just got oh, that wow. nice so- earthy note just leading you out and drying you out and kind of just going. So, mm. It's good, it's good. Uh, it's it's a bit too far from the uh, from the other altogether beers for me to say whether uh, this is oh, better sorry. than any of the other ones. Like having that very uh, um, you know that that old memory from a few weeks ago, being like this beer was sort of like this. Did I prefer it? I'm not sure. Uh, so would you say that they're in fact not altogether? <laughs> I would. Yes. Uh, the, so from the four that I've had so far, they have all uh, had different flavour profiles. They've all been different. Yeah. Uh, from the three that I had, so the, the night that, that you and I drank uh, the same two, I then went and had the dig altogether beer yeah. after we recorded. And that was, I think, my favourite. From the three that we had on that evening, it had yeah. that dig feel to it. And we always talk about certain breweries having 
certain qualities to them that you could tell that it comes from that brewery and i think the dig had that quality to it so you knew that the you know you knew it was a beer from dig but it also was doing lots of stuff with this recipe um and i thought you were talking about the famed lucas arts adventure the dig <laughs> yeah <laughs> was that the dig for et or was that no no um, <laughs> <What> the- <laughs> But I, it's, 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 it is just too far away for me to be able to say whether this kind of uh, is better than any of the other ones or how it sort of sits alongside them. Uh, the pipeline, I think, is, is, is an easy one to, to reach to because it is quite similar uh, in, in what it's doing. But it is doing something different. And, and I would imagine that is across the board. Over the X number of hundred uh, breweries that have taken this recipe... Mm. It would be it would be really interesting to see um, kind of whether two of them were just you know almost exactly the same. I, I think we should do that. I think we should try all the hundreds. Have to see if there's any left, mate, in the wild. Well, they should send them all to us. Hundred <laughs> each. No, for, <laughs> mm, no, because we need other to half. If you're listening, we could we could do a small sample. Just send us thirty each. No, no, we need. What's one, one hundred times one hundred? What's that? Thousand? Because we need to. No, we no. no it's not that. It's one one hundred. It's a, by it's the 10, power 000. of one hundred. It's ten thousand. A hundred by a hundred times a hundred is ten thousand. Yeah. Yeah, but we need it by the power of because we need to try every one with every other one. Oh shit. <laughs> so it's. Uh, it's not quite the power of though. No, it's right? not the power of. Um, That's the. It's what is no, it? It's, it's n. Factorial. It's a big n. Yes, factorial. Yes. Yeah. No. Not to the power of. So it's a hundred times ninety-nine times ninety-eight times yes. ninety-seven. Yes. So what is that? That's how many beers? That's a lot. That's a lot of beers. <laughs> uh, one hundred factorial. That's at least our next two hundred and eighteen uh, episodes. Nine point three three times ten to the one hundred and fifty-seven. Yeah, that's how many beers we need. We can do it. <laughs> I mean, we've done what, uh, probably probably a thousand. Let's say we're two hundred nineteen episodes in. Uh, That's at least a thousand. Yeah, I was to say. I mean, there were episodes where we were in the same room, so we all tasted the same mm-hmm. things. But we had three um, there, but mostly we don't repeat. So I think conservatively, three times two times two hundred eighteen. At yeah, least. six 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 times two hundred, say, roughly. Yeah, because yeah. like we'll have episodes where Lucy doesn't drink, but then we have those episodes where we like go on the. I was just say benders. I meant to have pub crawls. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> no, benders. Let's say twelve hundred uh, beers. Yeah. yeah, we're we're halfway. Which there. is wild. Like I was t- talking to someone <laughs> about this. Like they're like, yeah, you've done how many episodes of your podcast? I'm like, yeah, yeah, this many. And they're like, what do you do on it? I'm like, oh, well, we each have a separate beer, like like a different one. How do you have more beers? I'm like, there's always more beers. And then I was like, shit, we've had a lot of beers. Like, I, I alone, via this podcast, have had hundreds of different beers. Yep. Yeah. This is what Which I is did. Like uh... One of the weirdest things, when you think about it in the abstract, really. it's just like, well, the abstract is like, really. I've, I've tried 25, <laughs> and I like these two. I only really like the second one if I can't mm. get the first one. It's like, I've tried. And more varieties of beer than some people have had cans of beer in their life. <laughs> mm. Yeah, true. But that's why I did a um, A level in math so I could 
<laughs> Time so many beers I need to drink by. How many? Uh, yeah. Oh, did you get in it? Did you did you finish that A level in maths, Lucy? I did. Well, you did better than I did then, because I dropped I out remember. after uh, about halfway through the second year. And went nope. Don't well, care what, enough we about this. We both know the same really? amount. We both know the same amount, which is zero. I really disliked maths until. Until A level for me. I mean, I, I also until, disliked until I maths. I just thought it'd be masters. good to do. Yeah, everyone does. Yeah. But like, the so much of like what they teach you in school in maths is like not interesting or exciting maths. I I uh, liked it then, in A level. I I don't know why because I thought that oh maths is stupid until you put it in like real world. It, maths is mm-hmm. not it's stupid until you do physics. And I never understood physics, so That's I was in between. That's hilarious because I, I, <laughs> I mean, I literally do abstract mathematics, right? Like, as a uh, in logic, True. I don't do applied stuff for the most part. It, most, yeah. like, all the advanced mathematics I know has like no direct mapping to applied stuff. And, and that's stupid. I couldn't be happier because <laughs> <laughs> I like when it has like some kind of oh, I could use this. <laughs> <laughs> and inevitably, oh, I, and I fully I understand did. why you, you would mm. want to be like that and not an insane person like myself. <laughs> you want X no, to I, equal I, a full value rather than the tangential thought of somebody in a room who I, may I or I may not know what X is. <laughs> I think I liked when it started getting a bit more complex. And by yeah. complex, I don't mean complex because it really wasn't complex. This is A level that's what mm. we're talking about, so it's not complex. Wait, I mean, at all. but it's it's com- but it's more complicated than like it's complex. a complex thing, yeah. and then do it yeah. immediate computation. It's complex when you're mind. sixteen. It, it created yes. It it, it it was more. Oh, I actually have to do a lot of figuring out and using incorporating this part of maths and this part of maths and this part of maths. Yeah. I mean, this is why I uh, like abstract yes. mathematics because mm-hmm. it's like it's kind of like this abstract puzzle solving thing. <laughs> it's basically like, hex proving cells. a thing is like <laughs> hmm? it's basically hex cells. <laughs> God, if it if it was as easy as hex cells, <laughs> I'd be so good at. And I would have papers published in math. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely breached 300 solved puzzles on Hexel's Infinite on the Infinite Run the other um, oh, day. Nice. Like, Boy, I need to find a different game to kill my time with. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I think it's 50. Like, the last achievement on Steam is like, you've done 50 of these? That's crazy! And I'm like, oh, shit. You're just waiting them for them to update their game. You're like, we found one player who's played 800 of these. Let's, uh... There'll be one go. achievement for a 1,000, and it will just say, please stop playing. I mean... We have no more If there was an achievement for a 1,000, boy, would I have hit that by now. I'm, like, that's, like, one of the few games where I get a lot of, like, generic solace from, like... Like, if I'm working all day and I need a break, but I don't want to get up and take a walk or whatever, it's like, I just switch to that where it's still mm-hmm. brain function, mm. um, but it's like, I'm not focusing yeah. on that. I can let my mind simmer on what I'm supposed to work on. Yeah, I'm kind of yeah. mindlessly click because so much of this game is now built into, like, my, <laughs> the, like, my low-level... That's Animal Crossing like, yep, da, 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 da. Sorry? Mm. That's Animal Crossing for me. Like, yeah. When I just want to play something, but I don't want to pay any attention to it. 
I'll catch some fish. Oh man, I still new don't new month, new new fish. things to catch. Yeah, I haven't. Um, I'm I'm touched that game. That's like night, not ninety, but seventy percent of my reason for playing. Just like build, finish the museum and stuff. It's nice. I am. Um, I'm learning about new fish, like the mahi mahi, oh. which I've seen in like two games. Oh, what's it? What's the other mahi mahi game? Uh, shall I go? Shall, shall I talk about the mahi mahi game? <laughs> If you, I mean, is this, is this a new game right to discuss? Don't don't run the segue. Run with Ooh. the segue. Uh, man eater, uh, which I can't I can't yeah, yeah, talk yeah. I can't talk about without thinking of the uh, Nelly Furtado song and just humming it. Along. Oh god, that's such a good why. song. Is it? That's like a, is it really? Yeah, I really like like I I was still going out dancing in bars in Calgary when that came out. That and promiscuous girl in the before like, times. Yeah, in, in, in the in the well before times. <laughs> <laughs> when dinosaurs uh, walked the land, but, um, when sharks were j- just yeah. ginormous. Yeah. I think they've been I around mean, for what four hundred and fifty million years. It was before no. Edna and Harvey. I thought it was before yeah. that. <laughs> That's a yardstick for it, for everything. <laughs> Did it become come out before or after Edna and Harvey? Um, yeah, <laughs> Manita. That's a good game. Hey. It was the only game that I wanted to play after The Last of Us. Something mm. which mm. is so absolutely opposite of it in terms of this is the goofiest funniest well, I say funniest, I use a superlative but very funny um, yeah. very goofy, very colourful game um, even though they are about the same thing it is about the cycle of revenge um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you start off it's basically told in this like kind of um, like uh, documentary kind mm. of style uh, format where y- y- you meet this guy who's called Scaly Pete and he's basically hates sharks for a discernible reason that you find out later. I'm sure everyone can like probably guess it is like... Um, How many limbs does he have? By the end um, he has two <laughs> artificial and two, <laughs> two uh, uh, what he was born with so yes you can guess what he hates sharks, mm. his dad probably got killed by a shark who cares, is it not like I'm ruining the his plot of the last Ahab? of us sorry, did you say his name's not Captain Ahab yeah no Cause, I mean on this now. Y- you do fight a Moby Dick like kind of character as in you fight a sperm whale but anyway no. <laughs> this is that kind of game where you just kill people and aquatic animals indiscriminately. Um, yeah, you start off as uh, a pup. A, a you basically get cut out of your mother's like womb, your uh, her belly, because I don't know shark and shark cesarean. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, he basically kills your mom, and he, he basically f- you bite off his arm. You f- he throws you back into the water. You're in the bayou. Um, Shark? Can sharks live in salt water? Probably sharks not. Li- salt can water, they? yeah. Sharks live can in they? Mo- they live in salt water. I mean, yes, they're they oceanic. Can. I, I mean, mean like fresh water, water. yeah, because. Yeah, you mean fresh water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the bayou is. I would imagine. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah. can sharks, sharks live in the ocean? <laughs> Fact. 
some sharks <laughs> yes, must be can. able to live in freshwater. I think probably, um, but you are. A I mean, there are freshwater shark, and so saltwater dolphins, so I would imagine. I think there are freshwater sharks. Um, uh, maybe. But but your shark. Yes, there my, might be freshwater sharks, but that's species specific. It's yeah. not what like kind of shark you are like, you? Isn't it a bull, I'm a bull shark? shark. Yeah. Yes, she's a bull shark. Oh. So I don't know if bull sharks can live in. You'll find that bull shark. We'll Google can. it, and it'll be the only <laughs> shark that can live in both, or something like that. Which is why they I picked that, it. Yeah. They, I think they, they can. Or just suspend known your disbelief. For aggressive nature, presence in warm, shallow, brackish, and freshwater systems. Oh. Brackish Ooh. being the uh, brackish waters when salt and freshwater meet. Meat, like yeah. The river flows into an ocean. Mm. But they're no primarily wonder. a freshwater brackish shark. That is cool. So if anything, you shouldn't go deeper into the ocean because. If you're a bull shark, you. I went deep, deep enough to find like orca. Um, probably not the the, the the the. Oh yeah, they're not true freshwater sharks, but they can survive in freshwater. Wow, they did their research. Sh- sh- the yeah. man eater people. Yeah. They found the the shark that they could do stupid stuff with. In <laughs> yes. All the stupid places. Because I was like, <laughs> why are you not places, like a yeah? <laughs> why are you not like a great Put white or? Up. <laughs> or, or a bass shark. Well, you wouldn't be a bass shark or a whale shark. They, I mean, they've not, anyway. they've not made you like a megalodon either. They've not decided, yeah. like, we'll no. just make you this, yeah. like, ancient shark that has lived for the last 500 years or, or you know, mean, longer. Like, you, you kind of turn into one by the end of okay. the game. Because this is an RPG. As, as Tripwire, the uh, devs, published... Um, not published it, uh, but advertised it. They say it's a shark... Mm. Uh, shark, shark PG. PG. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is very much you're a shark, you're an RPG, you see, it's an RPG, you start as a pup in the bayou, and there, there are, you know, there are alligators, there are a group of fish, there's parrotfish, and they all have a number over their head and a health bar. And you basically, you know, the more you eat, the more you grow, uh, the more strengths you get, like right. better lung capacity when you're on land, because you can flop about on land, which is hilarious and the best part of the bend. Yeah. Can we just stop calling things RPG elements? No, this is no, no, no. This is an RPG. Up. This is an RPG. Uh, yeah, I know. I, 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 don't, I was, I was going to ask you whether it's a true RPG or just a Absolutely. thing where you level up a thing because. Boy, have I started to hate the fuck out of games where like it's got RPG elements. You're like, wait, so you improve a skill at some point? Fuck off. <laughs> we had skill yeah. improving before RPGs. It's not a useful category the way you say it. Please Ag- stop. Agreed. Like God of War. There's no even, tavern even that games begins your that quest. Have... Is it really an RPG? Is what I'm yeah. saying. Even games that have RPG elements that shouldn't. Sorry, yeah. looking at you, God of War. Um, it's annoying. Yeah. Um, but this is the truest and most wholesome and best RPG that I've played probably <laughs> since Horizon Zero Dawn. That's Ow. not a lie. Uh, <laughs> this is a this is an RPG because you do level up and you do go back to previous um, waters because you do go around. You basically there's different environments. Eventually you get to like deep ocean, not too deep because it is that classic video game thing where <laughs> It's like this this net around the world, and it's basically the, the inv- a net, and it's basically a, an invisible wall. It's like no, you cannot right. go beyond this net. <laughs> Can't go into the deep ocean because <laughs> we're a video game. <laughs> right. But it is very much one of those um, one of those games that I miss. That it's like second tier 
double A video games that mm. is just like okay we've got a smaller budget but it is just like absolute fun and carnage you're playing as this shark that gets bigger I mean you go back as I said you go back into previous waters that you've um, uh, like evolved out of essentially you can still go right. back to them and just tear the crap out of like this poor <laughs> poor alligator which is like level 8 whilst you're level 30 um <laughs> And it's just so good. You just you just cause mayhem in your shark, and the controls are really good. They're really fluid. I mean, uh, I was gonna ask how the like, yeah, because it seems like so. I read a couple or um or saw let's plays or whatever saw videos mm-hmm. of people saying that sometimes it was at least in the beginning of the game, like mm-hmm. hitting the charge, snap charge, bite move was mm-hmm. like miss. Miss. You, you get used to the controls. It takes um, a bit of so getting used to. Yeah, it's not that it's muddy. It's just a precision that you have to learn. Yeah, um, because at a certain point in the game, there are collectibles that you have to basically leap out of the water for and um, like launch yourself onto land to get. And at first, I was like, okay, I'm probably too little to... Um, reach these. I went into on like a Megalodon or something like that and get them. But then I realised it's just me getting used to the controls more. Because mm. you can this game's like absolutely ridiculous with the physics. You can you're the shark that can just do do like a triple jump out of the water and just like oh, the momentum's carrying you back down to earth, but if you press like the snap button to bite your jaws, you'll just keep launching and stuff like that. So it takes a bit of getting used to like the quirks and the physics of of this ridiculous game, um, but when it when it all clicks, it's just great and everything feels like really fluid. As I said, you, you know you, it, and the animations are really good. Like I'm sure they would have like maybe not mocap to shark. <laughs> that would have been really funny, <laughs> but um, <laughs> they would have like you know studied the, the the look of like you know, and the movement of these are quite creatures and stuff like that but I wish there was more like aquatic life when you got into like the deep ocean uh, quote unquote deep ocean because the ocean is very deep you probably only go like what 200 meters or something like that or 300 meters at the very end of the game but yeah uh, I would have preferred they had a bit more variety but when you're out in that like deep ocean it's got sort of like those abzu vibes where it's like you can just like swim along and have a peaceful time yeah there's even like a uh there are a few upgrades where you can upgrade like your body your fins your uh teeth and stuff like that there's there's an ability where you can basically make all the animals that are like half your size like all passive so only the big creatures will attack you and you can just like Swimming, oh. swim around in the. You know, the game's fairly, fairly good looking. Just swim around in the mm. ocean. Um, I was yeah. for that because, mm. like, I definitely like games. Like, I mean, I. I can't even imagine what it's like to scuba dive in the current world. But like, mm. I. When I can afford to do a thing, that's one of my favorite things to do in the world in a place. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I find it. Wild. And yeah. amazing, and etc. And Abzu gives you some of that exploration vibe, yeah. etc. Yeah. Uh, and since becoming an uh, amateur uh, scuba diver, I've definitely like looked in, like like 
hard to pay attention to games that sort of hmm. give you that that vibe. And I was yeah. curious whether this was like the asynchronous battle shark attack game that came out yeah. last year definitely was underwater but like didn't have much detail and everything was okay. murky and like uh it was it was it was just like this is the the area in which you are fighting things right mm. as an example mm. of a game that is underwater has detail but somehow it doesn't have that vibe yeah this game has uh yeah the, the environments were varied enough where it's like okay i'm definitely in the bayou now i'm in this like uh now i'm in like this sea life center like orca show place and then oh yeah now i'm in deep ocean and you do get that as i say it's good looking enough where it's it's got that kind of good enough fidelity of like oh yeah i'm underwater and stuff like that but yeah i I think it can capture that mood when you're big enough and like things aren't attacking you and you know you can just overpower them immediately Mm. if need be but like, only some of the animals go aggro on you for no reason, but as I say, you can, like, turn that off ostensibly mm-hmm. when you get that upgrade. And, like, the people, the hunters, um, so they only attack you if you get your, like, kind of GTA stars threat level up, <laughs> right. you start <laughs> munching on enough people. They'll only come and attack you, and it's easy enough to, like, hide from them um, if you go aggro on, like, people first. But yeah, my my closing thoughts is like, yeah, it's 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 just fun. It's one of those games that are mechanically satisfying. The gameplay's fun. I I hundred percented it, and looking at like the the stats on Xbox, a lot of people have a hundred percented this game. Like a fifth of the people who have played this game have hundred percented, twenty percent, which is nuts. I mean, it's an easy yeah. game to hundred percent. I was just gonna ask, yeah. Yeah, it's probably but still, about it means ten hours all in all. Yeah. To, no one finishes games. No. <laughs> no one finishes yeah. games. Um, People like, typically so even don't. if it's an e- easy platinum or hundred percent or whatever you want to call it, like. like that's still uh, an achievement to get that many people doing yeah. it because, boy, are people fickle. Yes, which absolutely. Is fine. Which I think is a testament to the game. It doesn't overstate its welcome as well. It's like 10 hours to 100% complete. and That's good. I, yeah, I, I think it's a perfect length because it's yeah. like, yeah, it is kind of repetitive in the things that you're doing. It is always like, okay, find these uh, landmarks, kill so many humans, kill this type of animal and stuff like that. But it's, right. it, it's fun for that amount of time. Mm. Um, but yeah... <laughs> It's just so good and so stupid. Like, you get these upgrades where it's like, oh, press Y to use your active, and then this heavy metal starts playing, and you're just <laughs> just this shark, like, flopping about on, like, all these uh, <laughs> ships and boats, and it, it tanked my, like, frame for, frame rate because there was so much nonsense going on at certain <laughs> points. So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty this is, this is This is a good game. Nice. So, yeah. Fully recommend it. And I didn't pay for it because I... Use my rewards points. Game so. Oh no, rewards points though. Yeah, Happy reward. days. I still get emails from them on those things, and I was like, I wonder Do if it. I could get enough rewards points while not owning an Xbox, and then unlock a game that is you can. Uh, Windows capable, but also don't need more games. You need to play <laughs> <True>. games more. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's how I'm going to save up for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Mm. <laughs> You've got some time. Was that September? Yeah. 
Yeah, sometime in September. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah but who knows in, in these times. It, well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'll get pushed. Uh, nice, nice. Man, uh, Man Eater does sound very good. I really enjoyed yeah. Scott's uh, review of it on the site as well, which he put yeah. up sort of uh, yeah a couple of days after uh, after it launched. Uh, it's definitely one that I've kind of had my eye on, thinking, when is this going to drop to that kind of <laughs> you know perfect price? Just be like, I'll spend a weekend with this, and then probably never touch it again. But from what you've been <laughs> saying, it sounds like you, you only need to spend that Actually, amount of time with it, and that's it. You're done. Yeah. Do you think you, you were sort of mentioning how sort of fun the gameplay was and how mm-hmm. like cathartic might not be the right word, mm. but close. I'd say so. Yeah, cathartic. Yeah. Um, do you think you'll you'll like jump back to it at some point, or do you think like I you was, kind I, of read the book and closed it to cover? It's hard for me because like um, when when I complete games, I rarely go back. There's only like less than a handful of games that I'll replay. Um, mm. I could probably name them. But this one, it's like, I'd I'd love to hop back in this in like 10 years and just be like, <laughs> I remember that stupid shark game. Do a remaster <laughs> right. for this in 10 years. Do a remake of that. And I'll play it again. Mate, yeah. if, it's done, if it's done well enough, there'll be at least four games out by that point. <laughs> all around yeah. this all IP. Around oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Man Eater Man Seven. Man Seven's gonna be like the Man of War, where you're just a <laughs> giant long fucking jellyfish. You don't attack I'll anything. You just goddamn drift, and something hits you and it dies, and you're like, yeah, I sting. <laughs> <laughs> just hang out, hang out by the beach and let no people dynamics. come to you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all set in Portugal. All set yeah. in the island of Madeira or something like that. Oh. Oh, oh man. Good. Um we'll we'll move on. Um I was going to I was going to have a uh, a slightly not serious topic, but a bit of more of an in-depth discussion, which I think I might leave okay. for another week. I don't oh, feel well. like I don't feel like having it now. Okay, after we talked about stupid shit. After we talked about stupid shit, yeah, like, yeah, I don't feel yeah, like having that like, kind of sorry, conversation. Sorry, I didn't mean to like rain on your parade with my no. bad references, and musical cues, and not, stupid shit conversation. Not at all. You know what, I'm going to um, go to the toilet and come back and try and see if I can discern what you're going to talk about. Ooh. Oh, this is, this is like halfway through the conversation. So. Mate, I need, I need you here for this conversation, though. No, but are you having the conversation? I'm not having this conversation. Referring... I'm going to talk to some, talk about something else. That Lucy uh, can be very involved with. Oh, is okay. it Clue? Mm. Okay. Clue too. Mm. Yeah. Okay, you, why don't you, you two do vamp? Thing, you two vamp yeah. for thirty seconds. Addle, Addle. And I'll be back. What are you up to, dude? What do you want to, what do you want to chat about for thirty seconds? Um, any uh, any I, topic I you like for thirty my seconds. My allergies have, have acted up. The, yes. This red spot in my eye has been there for over a week, and I'm getting a little concerned. Um. Back to the doctors. Yeah. This was it wasn't this time last year that this flared up. It was two, up. Years, it was ago two years ago. Yes, bad. yeah. Last year was like the the year since I moved back here. So since twenty sixteen summer, more mm-hmm. was like cool. Maybe I'm finally used to Bristol. Nope. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I actually think the big problem is I think I've gotten used to it to a degree, but the cat leaves the house mm-hmm. and, like walks around plants and it's pollen time yep. and then he comes in and jumps on the bed and sits on his cat blanket but I'm like oh right he's bringing pollen yeah. like, even if I brush him and stuff it's like not only is pollen like there's literally like 
garden detritus in him. Like, it's no longer just loose hair because of, um, you know, the time of year that he's shedding. Mm. It's also, oh, you've got junk all over you, and if I didn't, like, my cat blanket is horrible. It just has (laughs) dirt and plant matter in it, and I have to shake it out every couple days. But if I don't have it, then my fucking comforter would be terrible. Um, but yeah, so I think that's actually what's been compounding it is like I'm not out and about that much. I'm not mm. really getting, and when I am, I'm not really noticing. But I think it's like falling asleep and then having Pollen Monster come in and like <laughs> rub himself things. on you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And like he wants to be like if I have my arm out, he's like, cool, I'll perch right here. <laughs> So it's yeah. So I think that's why, and I also think that's why, like my more sensitive eye is acting up, but my other one isn't because it's just it's like a low level. Mm. You're not getting enough of a break. Yeah, yeah you can see. Yeah, it's red. It's been like a week, just oh, this geez. region basically of my eye, just red. Um, anyway, so so <laughs> that's that's what it's like. Um, but it's not that it, it's not that itchy. Occasionally, it's a bit itchy, but it's not really affecting things like bright light giant screen playing video games uh it's just like when i wake up i'm like ah oh, it's kind of itchy don't rub it mm. have a shower it'll be okay and i'm like oh that's why i'm pretty sure it's just like oh yeah it's because the cat keeps leaving the house and coming and cuddling with me <laughs> bringing all the pollen it's yeah. like definitely controllable definitely fixable probably won't be fixed yeah. his dander always gives me red eyes when i'm yeah him. but see i don't have the dander problem with him yeah but yeah Stupid cat. You used to him. Cats. And now he's like, you know what? No, you're not. Just gonna throw a <laughs> well, curveball like, at like, you. In <laughs> lockdown, my, my flatmates have just like redone the gardens from this kind of hellhole abandoned ware place to a really nice pleasant bling. Like including sodding a lawn and like using bricks nice. to make a lawn and like growing veg in the garden and stuff. It's like this amazing place. Allotment, yeah. Um you need and it the cat spends more time outside in the garden than he used to it's nice and it's like now you pay for it (laughs) you pay for your cat having joy and autonomy I'm going to walk to the nearest uh, gas station get a jerry can and just burn our garden to the ground (laughs) and then the cat won't want to go anymore problem solved (laughs) good good well, that that very much sounds like the thing I wanted to talk about, which is The Last of Us Part Two, uh, and the burning that, that of little, the, the earth. Um, yeah, that little break gave me enough time to get a glass, just in case I need this extra ooh. beer. Well, I think <laughs> we're very, oh, we're very close. Beer. We're very close to the end of the episode. I think so. I mean, I, just to hear about The Last of Us because it is a <laughs> oh. flaming train. So I mean, so one of the one of the things, and the, the thing I kind of want to talk about is uh, that uh, I haven't finished it yet. I know Lucy, mm-hmm. you have. I I imagine I'm about three quarters through, roughly. There has been a perspective shift, mm-hmm. uh, and there is kind of. Uh, Do you want me to just take my earphones? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to spoil anything. But there's there's been a perspective shift, and um, lots of uh, negative criticism or, or some people's issues around that and how they can relate. And I actually think that's one of the stronger points of the game. That I am relating more uh, to this 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 other character, the, to this perspective shift, uh, mm-hmm. and I think that's really really good. But it just gets even more brutal and even more <laughs> tense. And uh, I've I've 
sort of I've been enjoying the pacing in terms of kind of doing a little bit of exploration a little bit of platforming and thinking okay I know something's coming up yes okay here's that encounter now there's a little bit of downtime maybe then it cuts to a cutscene and mm. you get a little bit more story you then go back into this exploration bit again and it's worked very well at this I'm at a point now where it's kind of been encounter followed by brutal encounter mm. and thinking mm, it's going to let up a little bit now but no it didn't no, yeah. it just yeah. threw some more stuff at me and I'm thinking oh whoa and, and actually that's kind of been uh, that's been fine like I've enjoyed the pacing of it so far, and thought, yeah, this is this is great if it keeps on like this. But it just taking that next next step up and being that little bit more intense in terms of gameplay, and it's always intense in terms of story usually. Mm, mm. But to, to matching that with the gameplay as well has actually been really really good, and and I just think it's it's worked in uh, very very well in how they've told this story and they have paced this game. Uh, and it is the the thing that I keep seeing the most criticism about for. Yeah, but which it is just yeah. works for me. Just something about yeah. it really works. I I, I think, think the most it... criticism is not the pacing; it's the nonsense people saying yeah. about SJWs. But yes. sure, okay. The most uh, the most criticism that I can understand. That I, I could, I think, that I can take a viewpoint uh, of and think, okay, yeah, I can, I can, I get I think why you're saying this. Are, are trying to be. That's the thing, because there is a lot of that, as you say, Adil, but it's a lot of people, because a lot of these people, you know, with their rhetoric, can be quite subtle, and Mm. they are rolling that into that perspective change. Yeah. And secretly, they're they're all about one thing, but they're like, no, let's latch on to this other thing, saying, oh, this didn't work, even though there's like some insidious reason behind it. And there are some people who have genuine problems about that. But on the whole, of people who even have their criticisms of their game, but like it, are on the side of liking it, because nobody thinks this is a bad game, apart from those idiots. Um, Mm. they, They do like that perspective change, and as you said, Ben... For me, that's when the game got better. I think yeah. the, when we last recorded, I might have been a little beyond that place, or I might have just hit it. Mm-hmm. Um, because even though my thoughts last week weren't, I was praising the game. I was praising like the gameplay most of all, but I wasn't sure where the story was going and yep. whether we needed it. Uh, a sequel to The Last of Us. Yeah, um, that's literally what you said. Yeah, I, I'm. Shut me up, Naughty Dog. They shut me up because it's like, yes, this is a brilliant sequel. I'm not going to split it, you know, talk yeah. about any story spoilers or anything, but they proved me wrong. Absolutely. And I loved, by the end, where the story went mm-hmm. and how it was told and the subtleties about the story and how everything um, only came full circle at the very end, the last like two cutscenes for me, okay. just tied everything up in a nice little that's bow. That's super interesting because like, yeah, I was going to bring up brave storytelling. Um, mm-hmm. The 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 complaints I've heard uh, have been that it's too revenge porny, and again, mm. I don't understand. <laughs> we don't yeah. have to go into why, but like that 
the biggest narrative complaints I've had from people, and they've they've acknowledged that it might just be the fact that like this is not what you want as an audience mm-hmm. member in this time and place in the in, in human history. But like it's it, it's revenge porny, and people there's no sort of growth beyond that, so it becomes right. one dimensional in a way that like people yeah. were hoping wasn't. And okay. Again, yeah. I get that I'm invite I'm I'm inviting spoilers while saying no spoilers, but like. If no, you're, you're saying, saying in a way where I don't have to spoil it. Like, yeah, but what it seems like what you're saying, saying is the the very end of the game does do something that sort of grounds. It contextualizes everything for me. Uh, that's my takeaway. Right. It's like, okay, no one, you know, this is a video game. Let's not forget these are yep. stories. It doesn't matter why the revenge is so. There's such a bloodlust because it's a video game. It's a story. I don't know why people are levying the criticism like, oh, why would you go do this? Why would the Doomslayer go Actually, kill Exactly what I was just like thinking. It, like, like, what what criticism was thrown against yeah, Doom exactly. for the story? It's like, why would Nathan Drake literally slay hundreds of millions of people and uh, you know, just completely destroy old civilizations for the sake of a treasure? Other yep. than the fact he's greedy, but that's never that's never really enforced in any of those mm. games. It's like, what's the motivation of any character? It's like, oh, we're trying to tell a story. There has to be some vehicle, and there's enough of an explanation is at the jeep? two hours. <laughs> yes, it is an uncharted. Yeah, it's a horse in this game. It's but almost it, always a jeep. <laughs> It's like that. The character motivation is for one of the characters is given within like the first two hours of the game, mm-hmm. and for the other character, it's kind of explicit. Yeah, um, right. Later on in the game, so it, it when people are saying it's revenge porn, it's like it's a game, and in games you kill people. This is just another one of those, and it, yeah, I don't but, think it has I mean, a bigger narrative on like. Exactly. I don't. Th- it is about revenge, but it doesn't have a bigger narrative on like, oh, we we care about ludonarrative dissonance or anything like that because it's still a game. People are maybe it's to the service of this game why people are reading into that pers- particular thing more mm. than they should. But as I said, at the end of the game, um, you know these people are gonna. Of course, there's cannon fodder in the way because you have to kill people. It's a game. It's a triple A video game. You're gonna kill people, but for me, narratively, it worked because, as I say, the things at the end of the game, they contextualize for one character why it's such a sticking point for them, mm. and it's brutal, <laughs> and nice. it's like everything just tied up in that one moment. I think that's brave storytelling to like tell. Okay, this is a very mild spoiler that, but the game is told not in in a non-linear fashion yes you know not everything isn't just like you know happens over 24 hours and you've seen it from hour one to hour 24 it it, it jumps over time and to leave yeah and to leave like such a key thing that like um gives concrete to the reason why this character is doing these things and the motivation behind it I think is really good storytelling mm. to leave it right to the very end and is has confidence in the people who are going to get the most out of this game. Okay. Which is for a triple A game, 
rare because it's like no we want to give all all the all the information to the player at the start this is why you're doing these things this is this is what it means to these characters and stuff like that but in mm. this game it's like no play to the end and then take your own meaning and i think that's why there's such a backlash online because people haven't played to the end of the game and sort because of what i was yeah, hinting at yeah. was like with those complaints given that you were saying everything shifted by the end i was like mm -hmm. uh, do, do you think that this is because people like and and this might be a pacing issue right like i'm not saying oh those Possibly, people yeah. their their opinions don't matter i'm just saying if they're saying it's this bleak, terrible thing, then maybe they haven't seen the resolution. But maybe it, the it pacing turned them off, and that's a legitimate yeah. complaint. But mm. then the complaint Absolutely. should be, I didn't finish it because... Uh, and and so, like, uh, yeah, I'm really happy that you said this, because I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. Honestly, like, I uh, had joked about just playing this without playing the first one, and I was kind of gung-ho on that just because I was curious and was willing to... Mm forego my enjoyment of the first one for this but like the current times was are so shitty that i was yeah. like i don't actually it's not that i don't want to play the second one before the first one it's like i'm not sure i want to play this bleak again yeah sure it, the yeah. thing is it, it didn't it's a weird thing because this didn't make the outside world seem any bleaker I, I can definitely see why that would be a thing for people i'd say give 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 the first couple hours ago. If you are feeling like it is very oppressive, then yeah, put it down by all means. Mm. But for me, it was like this takes my mind off things, if anything. Yeah, cause absolutely. I, I, it, right. it was just captivating enough. It I was. wanted to play it through is. it all. And it's weird because Ben, you were saying, you know, you want to take breaks with this one. I felt mm. like that in the first Last of Us. Yeah. For some reason, I just wanted to run headfirst into every next part of the story. Like, even the most grotesque and, you know, heavy things in the game, I was just like, okay, what's next? What's around the next yeah. corner? Because I was so interested by what was happening. Like, it, it, it's one of those that just propels you through the game. And as I said, like, last week, I wasn't sure where the story was going. But I think the themes and the overall narrative and just the two characters that we know from the first game, it... it it, it does so much for their characters and mm. like honestly the game made me cry again at the end because it was really? so heartbreaking yeah and it was like it was just if that cutscene wasn't in the game i'd probably like what the hell was this story not maybe not really? what the hell but okay. i'd be like this story doesn't hold weight but i think that one or two cutscenes at the end i was just like yeah mm. on a human level like it gave yeah, you such a this big payoff sense. that it just pulled yeah. everything together. Like, yeah. For me, yeah. Nice. Okay, Absolutely. good. Yeah. Something for me to look forward to. Then. Yeah, uh, I'm also kind of pumped. I mean, mm. I think that it might not be the... Games are tricky versus books and movies because waiting for that end payoff is not something we're used to. Sure. I, yeah. But I also really admire trying to do that right like mm -hmm. if the gameplay is good enough but the narrative elements are like i don't know well on a book or a movie most people will be that we do have that sign cost fallacy and we do like sit on things and, and there are some things that really trade on being lulled and then at the end having this move um to, to contextualize things mm -hmm. not m night Shyamalan, what a twist <laughs> but like but like yeah. i get that and i i'm really 
I, I actually admire the devs for trying to do that if that's what they're doing. Hmm. And I, but I do get that like that's the interactivity of games yeah. means that you have to make sure that the gameplay, not the narrative, like the narrative things can be that like dull slog until the payoff because that's narratively what what like movies and books do sometimes, mm. and that seems to be like what you're saying has happened. But the gameplay still needs to like fight against that so that people want to actively push against that slog because passively doing that is very easy right you just move yeah. the movie on but like i'm not going to continue pushing the buttons on the controller if i'm bored but if i'm really bored i could just do nothing and the movie happens then mm-hmm. sure like, yeah it's a it's a very different trade-off yeah. because of gameplay versus narrative in games and and yeah. so yeah it, but it, maybe they didn't get that right for everyone but it, it's a it's a very laud-worthy thing to like go yeah. after. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I I think that that can be, as you say, a deal polarizing. Not exactly from a gameplay point of view, where it's like, oh, I just didn't finish it or something like that. But polarizing because it's like, okay, that just didn't work on me. Whereas for me, all of that worked on me, and like all the like the gameplay and the visual representations of characters and how those change. Um, that just all mix so well for me. Mm. The themes of the game, the representation of like women and you know lesbian and trans characters, that all worked for me. Like it's it's just it's just fantastic. It's yeah. like it, we'll be talking about this game for a long time in like its conviction and how it tells stories and pushing the medium forward and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I, I think it's brilliant. Good. Nice, nice. A nice point to finish on this week. Uh, let's jump into our beers and what we have drank. Uh, I'm going to start because I think it's quite easy for me this week. Uh, the Verdant altogether was a nice beer. Uh, it did, did well with that recipe. Uh, it matched the pipeline, did a little bit more than it had, uh, than, than that other beer did. Um, and was very, very easy. But the Dea was just it, i mean it's called something good five but it, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it it's kind of like something else rather than something good it is it's mm. kind of taken that strata hop that i think other things are trying to do stuff with and just balanced it out just mm. very very well uh this 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 recipe just works really well in making something that is very light very easy but still full of flavor and makes you just want more. Mm-hmm. So this kind of it dried out with a nice citrus heading into that kind of that piney finish that just sat for a while. I'm thinking, yes, I just want another sip. I would love to just have that flavour flow again. And even after the big 500ml can, I could have sunk another one <laughs> easily. Absolutely. And I think it just sits above... Uh, um, you know a lot of other beers so far yeah. this year. I think it's it's just it's kind of edged oh, into wow, my year. top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got a little list going, but Ooh. there's not many on there at the moment. There's only about four beers on there, <laughs> but I think this definitely really? this definitely finds a place on that list. I should start doing that. Yeah. Mm, mm. I will. It's very. I mean, I can pretend <laughs> like I'll start, but that's. That's just the ones that really stand out to me I should yeah and I think and that's kind of the way I've been taking it is not Mm -hmm. here is every beer I've had what are the best beers 
It's more what are the very standout beers that I would yeah. uh, that I would and in a, in no hesitation pick up as soon as I saw it kind of off the shelf. Yeah. Uh, and this would absolutely sit on that list. I think I've had something good. I can't remember whether it was number two or three, uh, yeah. but this absolutely blew that out of the water. Just, okay. just yeah. so yeah, yeah. Just really. Those really day good boys day. know what they're doing. Yeah, they do. They absolutely, they do. Mm. Uh, there's. Uh, I've been. I've been looking at what I'm gonna pick up in the next couple of days, beer wise. And there's a left-handed giant day collaboration. Oh. Beer available through Left Handed Giants website. Um, not in the bottle shops, not in the bottle shops, which <laughs> kind of lent into the topic I was going to talk about this evening and the ideas of new models and distribution and those sort of things, which we may talk about next week. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I may try and pick that up now, just based on how good this fucking beer was. Uh, Lucy, we started with you mm. with beers, so we're coming to you now. What, yeah. uh, what was your favourite beer this week? Uh, well, the. Zephyr Saison was like sort of like I don't know a video game where the story's very good but the gameplay's not so good. Like, okay. <laughs> I it has those it had that good base the good flavors to it. Mm. Um, very uh, saison like, but I think I just wanted a bit more, a bit more pizzazz and body to it, and it didn't quite follow through on those. So that's the runner-up. Um, it is the before I say King of Iron Fist tournament. Um, it is the World King Fist IPA uh, that wins it today. That was that's just a really really solid mm. IPA. Like I love Burning Soul beers, but this is probably the best one that I've had from them. And like even even on draft and stuff like that, I've been like visiting their brewery for for years now, and I think this is a cut above the rest it's well maybe i should have it on draft as well if they do do it on draft but yeah it's this this is good it was had that perfect balance of fruit at the start nice sweet fruity and it smelled great and it looked great it it had all the packagings of a great beer um smelled great looked great the taste the sweetness and the fruitiness at the start that just Gave way to a lot of bitterness, a lot of pininess. Mm. Had a nice aftertaste, that bitter mouth coating feeling. Yeah, just a top-notch IPA. Maybe nice. I should put that in my favorite beers. That yeah, I this year. I say put put it in your log. I'm gonna. Yeah. Absolutely good. Shortlisted. Uh, mm-hmm. Adol, you kicked off and drank the first beer of the episode, so we're coming full circle to you now yeah. to hey, finish us. So out. I had the hop extravaganza from mm. the White Hag. Yep, and the extra porter or Costa Rican coffee from Buxton. Uh, it's the Buxton. Um, I think the hazy IPA was really tasty. It's a birthday beer. It had a sweetness that I kind of get for a birthday beer, uh, and a fruitiness, but it was a little thin or two dimensional. Like what it did, it did well, but it kind of didn't do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And Meanwhile, the I mean, you heard me. I literally had a fucking segue about how much I <laughs> like quality coffees, yep. and this was because I enjoyed the coffee used in this one. Uh, so yeah, the the extra porter Costa Rican coffee from Buxton. It just it it shows what good coffee and good beer can do together. Um, I liked that it was um, kind of it kind of let the coffee speak for itself in a way I've not really seen often in um, coffee based beers like. Mm. 
it was kind of like, yeah, so what we're doing is, it's a porter. It's going to do portery things. Uh, we're going to have oats for some sweetness, and then we're just going to have their coffee. And their coffee's going to do a whole bunch else. Nice. And they're not fighting, and it's just like, oh, right. Turns out, coffee porters are really tasty because of, a lot of the time, because of the coffee parts, not the porter parts. Otherwise, mm. it would just be a porter. So let's just not do anything to get in the way of the coffee, but do find an excellent coffee. Uh, and it, yeah, it, it like I said, I haven't tasted a coffee-based beer in a while that sort of really felt like, oh, I'm having good co- coffee. Wait, this is a beer. And so mm. it's got to be that one. If you vote yeah. me for that. <laughs> good, good. Gonna have to get you some Blue Mountain. Yes, please. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Right, so we will finish it there this week. Mm. Uh, if you want to get hold of us, I am at Nova underscore 47. You can come to my Twitter page to look at some of the screenshots and photo mode images that I've been taking of The Last of mm. Us 2. You nice. can also... Ooh. Hmm? Sorry? I was just saying sorry, your pictures are very nice. Oh, thank go, you. Go there's, I mean, yeah. there, there's a lot of very yeah. good photo mode stuff going on from The Last yeah, of Us 2. I only t- took like three screenshots and I was like, you know what, I can't do this. Someone's going to do it better than me and I'll just steal them. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to play the goddamn game and wait yeah, for everybody fair. else's that's screenshots. Fair. I mean, I, but I did that. Coffee, I, I went through image. A, yeah, I went through a big <laughs> chunk of it not taking any scr- any images. I'm like, I should play with this again uh, and then have done since. I um, love taking photographs, um, but I find photo mode... I mean, one, I, I'm so far behind on games that like I often don't actually play a game with photo mode but like the I last find photo you took weird. in a game was Pokemon Snap <laughs> <laughs> I wish I've never played a Pokemon Snap game uh, so I'm actually looking one forward to that because the whole fucking like, point is a photo mode is the game yep. but like I find it really odd to like when I'm in the world taking photos I Part of it is like taking yourself out and you become the observer and you're not interactive. Yep. So like when I'm out and about with my friends and like I take photos and the people are like, oh man, this night was great. You took such great photos. It's like, yeah, but I wasn't like, uh, it took a while for me to realize that I kind of need to, like enjoying the night means not taking good photos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because I want to be interactive and not observing. And yep. yes, there's a balance, but like. The best photos I've taken of my friends are often on nights where I'm not really hanging out with them in the right way. And I think it's that, <laughs> like, just... that tension is, like, compounded. You're just in a corner in... again. And they don't even know you're there. No, they know I'm there, but <laughs> okay. I just it pops up from behind a bush. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I think that, that, that tension is compounded with video games where, like, you have to be active. You yeah. have to be participating, I'm sorry. Like, in a lot of games, if you don't do a thing, the world doesn't do anything. Mm. The world doesn't, like, in games, the world fakes like it's doing things without your interaction. Mm. In the real world, you can be per- purely passive observer because people are their own agents. But mm. in games, it's like, they'll just, like, bounce. That's true. Yeah, you have And, to like, as soon as you walk two paces towards them, one of them might bounce in a different way. And, and so that dynamicism is, like, needed. And so mm. I just... The last couple of games I've played with photo mode, I've never used them because I forget because I'm mm-hmm. kind of just like blah. Yeah. So, but like Goza Tsushima, which is coming out soon with its Kurosawa mode and its like animated yes. Tiktoky sort of photo mode where it's like 
you can add really? particle effects. Mm. Um, I'm looking forward to that because I think it's so over the top. Like, in the, the, it's so like stylistic, mm. and there's like so many extra things you can do that pausing the game to do that and like craft a scene versus capture a scene, I think might help get me over the. I'm just trying to play the game. Yeah. Indeed. I think it's it's definitely a wider conversation for us to have, but the the idea that it does just take you out of what you're experiencing to kind of capture something, and I find mm. that I'm much more active in taking um, photo mode uh, stills when I'm just kind of hanging out in the environment or doing some platforming versus Which the sense, action right? scenes. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't. Very, possibly. very rarely yeah. do I take a, an image of an action because I'm not thinking about it at that moment. And two, like white knuckle, <laughs> like haven't breathed in six minutes, <laughs> like clenching. <laughs> To accidentally just slip on that share button and just see that horrible blue screen going, <laughs> and it's like, would you like to? No, go away, <laughs> leave me alone. Oh dear. Uh, um, if you want to get hold of all of us and share with us your photo mode images that you've taken, uh, you can do so at Tanked Up Cast on Instagram or at or on Twitter. Uh, Lucy, if people want to get hold mm. of you, you are. At Juicy Loose Nine, yes, I am playing Time Spinner next, which I haven't heard many people talk about okay. this game. Um, it is a, it's basically Symphony of the Night. Oh. <laughs> I, I was thinking, what do I want to play next? I'm really looking forward to Curse of the mm. Moon Two. Yep. I was like, what's similar to that? And I was like, oh, this is leaving PC Game Pass. Fired it up. I've heard about it, and they said people say it's Symphony of the Night. Didn't realize how Symphony of the Night it was, so. <laughs> Which I'm very happy about. Like down to the music and the text and okay. everything, and the map and the interface and everything. It's Symphony of the Night, so nice. I'm looking forward to playing that. So tell me about it if you've played it. Yeah, good. Adol, if people want to talk to you about coffee, about porters, about coffee porters, how do they do that? Uh, tanked up guest. It's probably the best thing for those things, but also at the Omniarch. <laughs> T-H-E-O-M-N-I-A-R-C-H on all of the things except Twitch where I'm the underscore Omniarch. And Have you finished Final Fantasy? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Have either of you? Yes. No, I don't. Oh, you okay, did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I, uh, I actually, now that I'm literally done all the work I have to do in the world, and it's yeah. either look for a job or play video games on the internet, I might start <laughs> streaming again. Okay. Chase down those chocobos. Find Cloud. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, <laughs> being more active on Instagram and Twitter. For what that's worth. Yes. Yeah, same. It's starting because... to catalog all those games I play again. Mm. Yeah, Lu actually, mm. like, let's jump back to Lucy. You you mm. should definitely follow Lucy because uh, she's been really good about cataloging the games she's been playing, and that and like very succinct, two hundred eighty character. This is the number game I finished this year, and this is why it's good or whatever. And mm. I find it very illuminating, and you probably yeah, absolutely. Right, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah I appreciate your retweet. The deal earlier. First, uh, it was yeah. on it like a carb on it. <laughs> yeah, you, you can you can tell just how how um, 
exciting my days are when it's like no matter <laughs> when you tweet a thing, either of you is like, yeah, hey, Dill retweeted right away. <laughs> I appreciate I don't even, it. It's not even my primary social network. I'm still mostly a Facebooker, but somehow mm. I'll manage to catch all the people I know's tweets within a couple of minutes. Yeah. Someone has to do it. Someone has to put in the hard work. It's true. It's you. Yeah, it's absolutely Someone true. has to stare in the face of Twitter, and it's not going to be me half the time. Um, <laughs> if you... If you want to look at what all of us are doing, uh, you can do so at outoflives.net. You can also go to the Out of Lives uh, YouTube page as well. Adam and I had a little discussion about Cyberpunk 2077 over the trailer and the, what was it called, Night City Wire? Uh, Yeah, but we didn't didn't talk about the uh, over the whole Night City. No, we chose a couple of bits. Yeah. We basically talked over the trailer and the brain dance. Yes. Gameplay video, which, if you're curious, and I think is one of the primary mechanics of Cyberpunk 2077, check it out on our YouTube channel, yeah. Out of Lies Network. Yeah, I'm Absolutely. actually going to watch that now. Ooh, Because nice. I was meant to watch it earlier today. It's a good, it's a very well edited 20 minutes. I was <laughs> watching a shark documentary, uh, which had about 80 seconds worth of footage worth of That's sharks. fair enough. Very disappointed. Mm. Oh. Okay. Yeah, uh, so that finishes us for now. For this week, we have been tanked up. Bye bye. Sayonara. Cyanide? No, don't don't drink that unless you want to. Sayonara, uh, because you're about to say ciao www.outoflives.net